Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the second Dutch Hells of the Week. Joining me tonight, surprise, surprise, it's Mr. Gary Hayes and Mr. Chaz Early. How are you, chaps? Uh, are we looking forward to the weekend? How are you doing, Chaz? Very well. Very well, thanks, Kerry. Yeah, I, I am. I still think uh, this is a good, still a good time to be playing Newcastle. And um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Newcastle we're playing this weekend, isn't it? It is. Well done. It can't, thank God. Jesus, I, I thought I'd got that wrong. That would have been embarrassing. Thing it's, to been do. A, it's been a long week, Chaz. Such a long, long it has week. already. Yeah, it really After has. That cut we had Southampton to deal with, which was just crazy. I know. What, what, I know, what was Mendy game, doing? Cool. What was he no, doing? No, no, no. We've done this gag before, Gary. <laughs> it's not going to work. Those two Chalaber goals. Mendy there, weren't amazing, fucking playing, you mug. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go. That's this um, show ruined. No, it's, uh, no yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling great and uh, very much looking forward to the weekend. I do think it is a good time still to be playing Newcastle. I, you know, there was something about that first game of Newcastle's when they scored in the first minute and you thought, saw yeah. all that pure unbridled joy where the new owners are going, ha, huh, this is all right. We'll have a piece of this. And there's Anton <laughs> Deck in front going absolutely nuts. Anton and Deck then, were getting ready to rumble, were they? They were. They were indeed. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Cut forward about 20 minutes later, and it's just the faces of doom going, oh, right, okay, see what we've got ourselves into. <laughs> what have we got yeah. ourselves into? Oh, I think Chaz is thinking the same, because every time I crack a joke, he rolls his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, mate. No, I've enjoyed yeah, a lot of I that. don't bother Said rolling him, because I've heard them all. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, for Chaz, oh. this is the first time he's heard all these standard jokes of yours. He's only got a little book full of them. <laughs> Uh, Come for the but, podcast, stay for my comedy. Yeah. <laughs> still still reading from the Ron Harris. Well, good I love it. Oh, don't you? Then he'll, he'll introduce you to the I'll music. Actually, I'll actually not. believe you, Chaz, if you keep saying it. 
No, I do. I, I, that's, I could I genuinely believe well, that. There we go. We should, we should, we should do that a, a very, That's a great Ron. We, we should do, Ron yeah, write a one-man show together about Ron. Would that Ron be then a two-man yeah. show? Well, you know, Ron, but Ron reminiscing on the uh, the 72 League Cup final. Well, you know, we were playing, we were playing Dad's Arbor, you know, and uh, we were tipped to win and we lost, you know. Well, uh... <laughs> it's terrible. It's just truly awful. Um, Chad, now, in the show earlier this week, I did say if you felt like doing something, a Bill Hicks little piece, do you still fancy the thought of doing that? Well, there was a, uh, there's a, a great thing to build it. I mean, I, I, you know, I probably won't be able to get the voice or anything now, but there was a great line that Bill had about um, the irony of um, pro-lifers, the way that people act from their beliefs, you know, beliefs, pro-lifers murdering doctors. <laughs> <laughs> pro-lifers murdering people. <laughs> it's irony, you know, on a base level, but it, I like it. You can, you can get a hoot from it, can't you? A real fucking hoot. Um I'm pro-life. I'm going to kill your ass. Um, uh, that, so that made, that used to make me laugh. And in my show, probably the the the, the line that um, sticks out from the show that I the, the the one that we wrote, me and my co-writer Richard wrote, uh, was um, he was talking about the blandness in music, you know, and talking about Coldplay, and uh, oh my god, that voice. It's like fingernails being scraped down Tom York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the accent's probably not as good as no, it once was. No, it's good. But, I mean, you, know, you see it's, what, now, it's now 12 or 13 years. You, you know, it, you so. see what we have to put up with with Carrie. So, you know, <laughs> you're on the money. Don't worry about that. I mean, uh, I wonder what Bill would have thought of Newcastle, though, because um, there's so much comedy that's gone on over there. It's a who. It's, it, it, it's a fucking who. <laughs> it, it, yeah. uh, and, and also, you know, Newcastle, such a strange side. You know, they all feel as though they have this divine right to be one of the, the biggest clubs in the country. And you think, well, even when you were supposedly good, you, you won the Fairs Cup and that was about it. You know, yeah, but so, every football fan's like that. Even fucking Peterborough United think that. Will you stop swearing, Gary? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Sorry, you it's just bit, Bill Hicks uh, was swearing and I just sort of lost I it say, a little bit. I started it and yeah, that's it. We've that's gone on Bill a Hicks. You're Sorry. Gary Hayes. Oh, sorry, I just thought about Peterborough and it just sort of annoyed me. So you thought about Barry Fry and it was enough to send you in the connection. Yeah, so can, can I tell you a story about Barry Fry? Yeah, as long as it's really good. So we played... Go right ahead. It was 99-2000, FA Cup run. We played posh and beaten 5-0. And I, I'm from Peterborough. So um, he after that game, the, on the Monday, he came to my school because he was doing Question of Sport, Mystery Guest. And he was a dinner lady in the canteen. Give, you know, and they were filming it all. And I went in there, Jack the Lad walked up and everyone's like yeah Barry Fry's here Barry Fry's here now and I went up to him and I went hello Barry he went alright son I went 5-0 and then walked off <laughs> I just thought get in so yeah what's the story about Barry Fry uh, that you've got to tell us Barry Fry and the worst thing about it was he was dressed in a in a dinner lady's uh, uh, no, I, I can tell you what he was, wearing, he was wearing a green polo shirt with like this weird multicoloured like um, apron and hat and then it was on Question of Sport a few months later so there we go Amazing. Did you there get you who it was straight away? What, on Question of Sport? No, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I thought, I swear I know who this is. I know who this is. Oh, it's Barry Fry. <laughs> and there's this little kid with a beard lurking by him. And it was you. Snooping. Yeah. Snooping. So, yeah, I mean, Newcastle, it's a strange setup. 
do you, do you think, Gary, there's a chance of them having potentially all the money in the world and get relegated and nobody will come to Newcastle? Oh, that'd be amazing. You know what? But it genuinely is, though, isn't it? Because that deal yeah. has gone through, what, three months too late. Yeah. They should have just waited until the end of the season because they would have got the club cheaper if they'd gone down. But who, who are they going to buy in January? Who are they going to get know. as their manager now? You know, all this oh. talk about, you know... Um, Conte and um, you know Lampard going there. Every every decent manager is going to avoid him for barge pole until they've got something set up there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah it's a club where they are literally buying. You know, um, well they buy it. They've just bought a steaming pile, haven't they? There's there's no foundation there whatsoever. Um, they've probably got one decent player in that entire team. You know, San Maximan, but um, yeah, they're just a club that's just been drifting for too long. Um, yeah, but I, I think all the stuff they're talking about as well, where they're like, I've got a Geordie mate called Mark, and I was chatting to him about it, and he was excited that King Kev might come back as director of football. And I was like, really? You know, yeah, but the entertainers, like... That's the Geordie accent, by the way. It really isn't. <laughs> Chaz is just really nice to you. Oh, no, Chaz you, you is thinking, what numbers. am I doing here? What am I doing? No, he's just really oh. nice to you, you know. It won't last. It takes the pressure off me. It takes the pressure off me. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I still, obviously, that rain, it was a bit of a roller coaster that Keegan's rain, wasn't it? And it, but it, it was a lot of fun. And of course, Newcastle were playing some lovely football, had some great players and were punched above their weight. But he's, he's, a, everybody who knows anything about it says that he was a motivator, but with absolutely no tactical. The same at England, it was the same at Fulham. So, I, mean, and I just think that, and they're weird, absolutely. they're a weird fan base, because I remember when they bought him back, when Ashley first came in, and they bought him back, yeah. and they were all out St. James's Park, and they were holding boxes of Kellogg Special K to celebrate him coming back, and it's like, you know, talk about living in the past, you know, we might as well bloody, oh, I, I, you know, I just, just, just look at it and just think, you know, that just sums up that club, really, that they have to go back to Kevin Keegan as sort of like this recent golden generation when they did nothing anyway. I mean, I think it will change. It will change. I think, I think that, you know, any club that's had a sort of a big injection of cash or whatever and, a, um, you know, a change of ownership, that it, obviously that's, it is going to change. And I, but the thing that's made them big is the fact that they're well-supported. And their supporters have remained loyal through thick and thin, but it's certainly not about anything really they've done on the pitch. So, um, and I think if they, if you add that to the mix, if you get a team that's playing anywhere kind of the level that um, Keegan's Newcastle played at, or, you know, with a level of competitiveness that they played at, then, you know, maybe they, maybe they will kick on. Maybe, maybe it will be a step on onwards, but certainly they're nowhere near that, you know, they're all desperately excited about it. But. but I think on their on their level of support, put them in London or put them in and around London or another major city and they're getting 10,000 fans a week. Their fans go because yeah. they're born into it, which is fine. I, I do like the tradition of it because it's something that we sort yeah. of... Um, I love Geordie fans Yeah, no, well, but, no, no, but, yeah, but me what I mean, though, is that we sort of lament the fact that, you know, people say, oh, about plastic fans and what, and you sort of lament the fact that with the success at Chelsea, you've, you've got some fans who sort of you don't really connect with what you grew up supporting, right? So, you know, you both are from the 70s. I grew up in the... You know, the late 80s, early 90s, you know, first starting to support Chelsea. And you, you get to see the passion in that fan base, right? And that's carried on to where we are now. Whereas Newcastle, 
this sort of this community thing, right? Which I think is great. But what's happened is the soul of that community was initially sold out to Ashley where they lost that. And now it's gone a bit further by going to the current ownership. But I just look at the, the fan base. I'm like, the fan base is there more out of a local commitment rather than through success or love of a football club right it's sort of an identity of the city and i just look at it with newcastle i just think that that fan base doesn't really when people say oh but they've got such a strong fan base even though they haven't won anything i'm like yeah but that sort of comes with the territory of where they are it's not because they're that impassioned about the club well yeah i mean i don't know i think they are impassioned about the club but the other thing i'd say is kevin keegan only let him back if he promises to have a double bubble perm you know, that, that that was a classic hairdo that he had in the early days. If he wears it again, comes back. If we're, re, if, we're retry, if we're honestly trying to recapture those glory, glory days of the past, then definitely the, the dreadful do needs to yeah. come back. Yeah, I'll go with that. No question about it. All right, so uh, it's going to be uh, another funny old game where we won't have any strikers, probably, um, because I presume Werner and Lukaku won't be fit. I mean, I like the way that Tuchel strings us on a bit. It's a bit like with Pulisic, that he said there was reports that he could have been fit for last weekend. Then suddenly he's not. Uh, He says that Werner and Lukaku are out this week, but... That's it. Can't say more after the Southampton game. Do you think, Gary, that we keep the injury news a little close to our chest? Or is it really hard to gauge with some of these injuries? I don't understand the question. Well, the the question is, we keep getting fed, oh, not available for the next few days or the next week. Are we... Do you think they know more about the injuries than they actually let on? Oh, of course they do. That, yeah. That's, yeah, of course that's I do. the point. So does that annoy you or do you understand why they do that? Yeah, I understand why they do it. It doesn't annoy me. Just, players get injured, don't they, as well? Like, people got to deal but with it. But wouldn't you rather know that Lukaku was out for three months as opposed to always oh, out this week, always oh, out next week? Not really. It doesn't change anything for me, does it? it? doesn't. I'm not... Maybe if I was betting and I was banging into fantasy football, I'd care. But, you know... I, just, I don't really, you know, I just look at it and think, okay, let's, let, we can have a bit of fun predicting who might play, but I'm not really, if anything, I'm glad that they keep it close to their chest because teams coming up against Chelsea maybe don't know who they're, come, you know, who they're playing against, but, um, you know, players get injured, I'm not really bothered about that. You know, like, I think there's been a lot made about Pulisic and I just made the point recently that, you know, people were moaning about him, oh, look, he's a crock and all this. What if it was his mental health that was the issue? Would people be on it and then? No, they wouldn't. So just because he's got you know a dodgy hamstring or a dodgy ankle, why do people want to you know lay into him all the time? Just leave him alone, let him get fit, and then he'll come back and play. I'm not really bothered about injuries. You know, obviously, if you've got your best players out and you're losing games because of it, it's frustrating. But I think Chelsea have got a big enough squad and they've invested enough that they should really be able to navigate these, which at the moment they have. My main thing, I think, is con- is more about concern. Is when you're not. If if you're expecting, if you're told someone's on the verge of coming back and then they don't come back, uh, it, I suppose the only thing about that really is, is that you think, well, why haven't they come back? Is it worse than we thought it was going to be? I mean, I, I'd sort of, Pulisic had sort of slipped my mind until this weekend, until his name started being bandied about as being a possible starter or a possible, certainly possibly to make the squad. Um, but my concerns 
as far as injuries are concerned, that uh, uh, tend to be about, you know, well, they, th- I mean, particularly him, and also now with Angolo as well. It, there's a little bit of him with like mm, he seems to be either injured a lot or rested a lot because he's sort of working his way back from an injury. Is there something we don't know? Is this should is, should, is this something that we ought to be more worried about? But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, Gary's right. You know, it, you can understand, you can absolutely understand why uh, Tuchel plays his cards close to his chest. Yeah, sometimes. but my point also was referring to Pulisic that I don't think it helps the player when the club say no. return date September the 21st and that comes and goes because then foolish fans go oh well he couldn't he couldn't get it together I just don't think it's fair I'd rather my point was I'd rather it was a little bit more open-ended like it has been perhaps with Lukaku and Werner in saying well I'm not sure certainly not the next couple of games and then we'll see I think it puts added pressure on the players I don't think it does well, I think it I does. Think, yeah, I think, yeah, but I think when, think. yeah, but when you're there and you see the nuances of how a football club's run, I don't think it puts any pressure on the players. Yeah, but you're still speaking from a position whereby you're a journalist who knows the inner machinations of a club. You've got to come out into the stupid side of being a fan. Oh, again, and that Pulisic. There you go. <laughs> He's still in a living. Exactly. What's he done? He's like Winston Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a Winston Bogart oh, story. I've never heard one. Is it better please. than my Barry Fry story? Anything? <laughs> Not very. Not very. But I'm going to tell you it anyway because I've made a big announcement. I've made a big announcement about it. But uh, not that. Yeah, sort of. Um, so it probably, I don't know. Probably about 2003 or four, maybe. I was maybe even as late as 2005. I don't know. I, I got on a. I went on a on a. City Buggers weekend to uh, Amsterdam and I got on the plane and sat down, didn't pay a lot of attention to the person who was sat next to me, but it was a bloke wearing a pair of baggy uh, tracksuit bottoms and sliders. And I was in that area, I was in sort of near an exit or near the front of the plane where the um, stewardess had a little pull-down seat and sat facing you as you were preparing for takeoff. It was a small plane. And... um, she, in fact, it might even have been someone like one of the cheap budget airlines, something like that. And uh, she said, and she said, oh, to this guy next, next to me, I, I, I recognise you. You've come before, haven't you? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, she said, oh, um, what's your name again? And she said, Winston Bochada. And I turned around, I turned around and went, my God, it's Winston Bochada in a 60-pound seat on a budget airline to go back to Amsterdam wearing a pair of tracky bottoms and sliders. And this was, a, this was sort of, he wasn't playing regularly for Chelsea then, but he was still on our books, obviously. And he'd just sort of taken, I was a bit like, Winston, mate, all this money that you've got, you're not spending it on anything else. Well, I don't know, maybe you are. Maybe you're so bored sitting on the sidelines. And he really was, he really was stealing a living. But there he was on a sixty-pound flight back to Amsterdam. But he was commuting. He was commuting from Amsterdam, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. But so what you're telling me is you saw him for more time than any other Chelsea fan. <laughs> Pretty much, flight. yeah. I was on yeah, I was on a plane with him for an hour and fifteen minutes. It was certainly more any than any Chelsea fan has seen him at that time. Yeah. Uh, excellent. All right. Well look, I like that story. Um let's let's move on to what we think the the possible result could be. Uh Chaz, I'm gonna let you go first. Uh it's tricky. I mean, I, I, I still, you know, I still think we'll win. 
I think we've got uh, we've got too much for for Newcastle, um, regardless of you know the bounce or whether or not they'll have a, a new manager in place or whatever. Um, but it's always it's always quite a tricky game. I think it, you know they've been a little bit of a bogey side for us as well, even when they haven't been playing very well or haven't been doing very well in the league, particularly. So. I think we'll edge it, but I don't think it will be a massive win. I think it may be, and they might even score. Uh, mm. No, they won't, will they? No, they won't. I think it's. I think it'll be one or two nil to us. You got to pick one of them. I'm going to go with. I'm just going to go with one. I want to go with okay. one nil. Without okay. me, Gary. Um, we're going to lose. Sorry. <laughs> Miserable sod. Yeah, What's it's score? just. Two one. Two one. I just think that we've got problems going into it. We've got no strikers and it seems to be that these Newcastle games come around always at a bad moment for us, right? They're and a difficult side for us, a bit of a bogey side <clears throat> up there. Uh, uh, yeah, up there, yeah. And I, I, it brings me back to um I remember when we had won the title and then we went through obviously Jose had that horrible three or four months after and he got the sack, but in that spell, we we played Newcastle up at St James's Park, and um, I think Steve McLaren was manager of Newcastle. And um, I travelled up there with Rick because I, I was working, and I went up there with Rick and um, Paul from the website at Chelsea. And um, it was just this horrible, horrible game. We drew two all, but we were two 0 down. And um, I don't know if you remember, Ramirez scored a lovely goal, and then William scored late on. But it sort of just summed up Chelsea, where we were champions, but we were going there with problems, you know, and the problems was beginning to sort of snowball. I'm not saying it's anything like that now, but I just look at it and you think there's no Werner, there's no Lukaku, and you sort of want to go there. You know, you think back to like years before when like Bridge broke his ankle up there under Mourinho you know, in um, 04, 05, and Cliver scored, didn't he? And I just, just something always. Something bad happens before we play them. I just think that it's on the you know on the cards that we're going to lose. They've just changed the manager. It's their second, or I think it'll be their second home game of the new regime. Right? They're all pumping. The the newspaper headlines are written because you know the, the bad press that Roman gets, and he's coming up against these new owners that are getting bad press. It's almost like people want Chelsea to suffer as a result of what's happening at Newcastle as well, right? So I just feel like it's written in the media to sort of drum it up a little bit as well. So I think we're going to lose. There we go. That was just total tosh. Yeah, um, but I hope, I hope it is. I hope after this, everyone's messaging me going, you're a mag! Because we've you're won. You're not proper gels! <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, no, it's nonsense. Um, I'm going for a far more realistic 3-0 win to us, Ruben Loftus-Cheek hat-trick, which takes us up to 21 Premier League hat-tricks. So we're level with Arsenal, and then we'll get one the following week. Reese James will get a hat-trick the following week. We're done. That's us. It's brilliant. I love it. I love my predictions, and I don't care what anyone says. Um, <laughs> right, well, look, that's, that's it for the week. Um, Gary? been lovely hearing your nonsense again uh not so Thank much you, the impressions but you know it's lovely to see well, you Chaz, Chaz and I are like two peas in a pod now no no, <laughs> Co- no. coming to Edinburgh Fringe next year two-man show. Two show Marcel and Ron <laughs> two-man show performed by one man <laughs> Chaz I I would love to say that it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you um 
I'm Thank sure you, we're going to get you back on here if you can put up with it. I'll try and get you on when Gary's not on. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you on? <laughs> no, don't, don't. I can't. I can't do it. It's a are you on now, social mate. media chats so people can follow you? And yes, absolutely. I'm on. Um, uh, I'm on Facebook and I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So uh, yeah, it'll be nice. What to is get your handle? Uh, oh, on um, actually on Twitter, yeah, you should. If you follow me on Twitter, like my actual name, it's uh, you. You won't get anything very interesting, or certainly not anything very football related. So on 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 Twitter, long story. I'm Big Harry Carter. Big Harry Carter. Yeah, Big H Carter. How Big. funny, because Get Carter's set in Newcastle as well. That's what it's. Well, it's it is sort of it's a semi reference to um, uh, uh, Michael Caine. Excellent. See. Harry, Harry Brown, Harry Brown, and, and I've Jack watched Carter. more than uh, Heat. Clearly, you see. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Well, well done, Gary. Shame, shame you don't put so much <laughs> devotion into being a Chelsea fan. Um, <laughs> there we go. Um, okay, well, follow Chaz, and of course, we will see you further down the line in the season. Thank you very much, Chaz. Been lovely thanks to so. have you on the show. Yeah, thanks, everyone out there. We will see you next week. Until then, up the Blues. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.